and welcome to Blossom Buddies, um, episode five. It's a podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess it's episode five. It's episode episode four of Blossom. Yes, season one, episode four. We're this talking about here, uh, also known as Who's in Charge Here. This whole that whole concept of the pilot not being episode one is going to throw me off until yeah. we get to episode two. It's fucking us right up. So please excuse me if I refer to episodes as the wrong episodes because i know all our viewers all our listeners at home are following along on the imdb uh yeah they're probably watching every episode right along with us <laughs> as we uh recommend you do this is this podcast is kind of a, a companion to a uh a full watch through of blossom yeah because i find that even though like this particular episode that we're about to get into here i've actually seen now three times recently and just because, you know, I watched it on my own and we watched it last time we recorded. So we had to, had to I, refresh. I, yeah. I have to refresh myself, even though I know all the major plot points that happen. Yeah. But so, now we know the episode real well. Real well. I didn't take any notes on this walk. Well, no, I took a couple. But uh, so this episode is about, uh, in general, so uh, the dad, Nick Russo, gets uh, a cruise job. So he's going to be away for a week. And uh, he he puts Blossom in charge, but then he tells Joey that Joey's in charge. Yeah, but the, there is a, there are a couple subplots. The show I've noticed always has a C plot, which is super rare, um, even for today's shows, unless they're of course an hour long. But uh, this has the B plot that uh, Tony's dating a kleptomaniac, and the C plot that Joey loses. Uh, the car. The car. The, the, car. the father's car. And he's only he's 15. Away. He's only 15. He should not be driving that car. No. Plus, he's an idiot. He probably shouldn't be doing anything involving machinery. Yeah. We're going fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so do we want to recap the whole plot and then come back on all these points? Well, I mean, let's... You we're know, still trying to figure this out. We're people. trying to figure this out. Let's, uh, let's talk about the producer and the director of this episode. All right. So the director, we've talked about her already, Zane Busby. Yep. We've, other than the pilot, we've yet to see an episode... Uh, that's not directed by her. No. She might have even done the pilot. I don't remember. I could look back in my notes, but I'm not gonna. What's the What's the creator's name? Dina Reno. Dan Dan Rio. Dan Rio. Yeah. Uh, she probably worked closely with him in some capacity in Hollywood. Probably. Uh, so I I didn't look ahead. I don't like to spoil myself on even the smallest details. So I didn't find out how much how many episodes she directs. I know other people do direct this show, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's five seasons or whatever, so it, yeah. someone's gonna, someone else is gonna. But so far, season one is all her. Yep. And this episode was written by Paul Perlove, who, uh, if I just pull my IMDb up here, we're getting more prepared. You'll notice that we're scrambling less to look stuff up. <laughs> so, uh, Paul Perlove is known best for Blossom. Yep. Uh, wrote for One Day at a Time, the original. Yep. Oh no, didn't even write Miscellaneous Crew, so I bet he was just like some PA, just getting coffee for people. And yeah, that, the first the first thing he did on the actual written is he wrote two episodes of Mash. Oh, sick. before Mash one day one at a time. Shows. Yeah, absolutely. The Mash Buddies upcoming coming Mash this. Buddies. Never. That's that's <laughs> a very long one. <laughs> yeah, it might be more entertaining, but that would, that would kill us. Yeah, I think if we were to do that to get really into that one too, but because... this is a better show than this. Uh, just kidding, Blossom's the best show ever, and I love it. Yeah, it's the greatest show of all time. I love it forever. In fact, why why would anybody make a podcast about a bad show? Exactly. Um, Paul Perlov also wrote for Seventh Heaven, another family classic. Yep. John Larroquette, a show called Chicken Soup, George Burns Comedy Week. I want to go find 
George Burns Comedy Week and see what that is, because that seems like it would be amazing. The show Chicken Soup from 1989, the IMDb picture isn't even an official picture. It's like someone took a photo of like the cover of TV Guide. Yeah. And that's uh, <laughs> it's a picture of a picture. It's not even a scan. Yeah. So that's uh, that show. We're going to have to look into Chicken Soup that lasted half a season by the looks of it. From 1989. Yeah. And he most recently seemed to, to have written uh, The Secret Life of the American Teenager. And it should be noted he has as many producer credits as writing credits. Yeah, who cares about producer credits? I know, but my point there is it seems like he uh, he's just sort of a showrunner type you know, you just, you, yeah, he wrote he for this there, one, but he got he's his right up in that and, <laughs> and moved the puppet around. Yes. <laughs> so Hollywood works, I think. Um, all right. Yeah. So the plot. So, yeah, they get the, the call at the beginning and Nick doesn't uh, know if he wants to go because he can't leave his kids alone for a week. I find it interesting. We find out that Nick went to Juilliard. Which is a you know a pretty big music music entertainment. Yeah, which school. I mean fits because he's doing shows with uh, Fabian apparently, yeah. <laughs> whoever that is, Liza Minnelli from previous episodes. And but the thing is, is like this cruise ship. He's like, I'm above this. I should be making real money, not going on some shitty cruise ship with a bunch of well, the cruise, relative. I nobodies. think that's the thing. No, because the money was good. Because he said, like, oh, I could finally get out of trouble with the IRS yep. once and for all. So, I mean, I think the money on the cruise ship was good. He just he couldn't bear to leave his kids alone, which we'll uh, delve into next. Because Blossom convinces them that they're not children. So, he's like, oh, okay. They uh, resolve that conflict in about 12 seconds. But even though the uh, <laughs> the contrast there is Joey bust or Tony, sorry, busts in with, like, 100 products that he got from a mini mall. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, good Lord, the Lord love the man who invented the mini mall. I bought pizza and Thai food and what else uh tap shoes tap shoes and the thing that i was thinking about that is like i remember in the early 90s like mini malls and strip malls were new but they you know they were huge novelty and those are sort of like the most downtrodden sorts of areas now especially here in in toronto like if you go to like uh scarborough you just have these rows that clearly used to be mini malls like strip malls but they're all just converted into like convenience stores and stuff. And I, I feel like the, the re, like the main, like the mall just kind of came back and never went away again. But yeah. it's, it, I do remember when strip malls were a new thing, a newish thing. And it being really cool that you could go to like all these storefronts and get everything you needed. But honestly, like, why, that's not better than a mall to me. No, it's not better than a mall. It's a bit smaller. It's, yep. uh, like maybe it's more convenient because you don't have the huge parking lot to deal with. But what confused me is that he bought, a whole pizza and Thai food. <laughs> like, yes, you can get both of those things at a strip mall, but why would you get both at the same time? You can get both of it's those just, things on Bloor Street in Toronto, right? So that's true. But it, they're not in Toronto. They're in, they're only in L.A. They're only in L.A. Is, like, <laughs> it's rural L.A. So I'm thinking of I'm the the way he describes going to a mini mall like this is like when you go when you're in Brampton. Yeah, and they're basically converted industrial parks now, where it's just like all these old buildings were turned into warehouse style buildings turned into like costcos and stuff and then that's where you get the like mall fronts but uh, that's what i'm thinking of but back then like i said it was a new thing yeah so that's tony's trip he got tap shoes he got tap shoes for some reason which come into play in like the the next scene after nick leaves the kids alone well joey's 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 making a smoothie that's another thing that was like in you know that's health health food mumbo jumbo in the 90s but But joey flipped it on us because it was not healthy what he made no he decided Um, instead of doing lots of dishes for breakfast he was just gonna wash one dish he's being as efficient as possible yeah 
Uh, and that dish included what? Orange juice, orange juice, milk, cereal, an egg, and like a, a piece full of egg, a piece of pie, and a banana. But the, the first of all, he throws an egg in shell and all, not cooked, <laughs> and then he puts a whole piece of pie in. Then he hits blend for about for, half a second. Yeah, yeah. So and, the uh, you can still see the piece of pie <laughs> just there. So uh, I mean, but that's that um, that sitcom like time paradox is that like <laughs> like in real life he would have been blending that for like a minute, but in sitcom time that was half a second. So you think there's subtext there? Because I really don't think I think no, the, I don't the, think it was so, more of a I visual it, gag to be like he doesn't give a fuck what he's putting in his body. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's well. I don't he's know. He's going to eat a whole piece gag. of pie. I think it literally is like they're like we can't have we can't watch a man blend for a minute on a sitcom <laughs> like push the button and turn it off uh and then he drinks it and gets sick but he doesn't stay home from school because the nintendo's broken yeah basically and you pointed out when when uh nick says the nintendo's broken oh yeah it literally sick. means a nintendo entertainment system yeah the only thing they could have had in the house that christmas sega master system well that christmas sega genesis was probably coming out and e3 that year if that it, I think E3 as a trade show started existing around that point. Yeah. And it would have been like the Super Nintendo is coming up. But I, I think even when Super Nintendo came out, like there was more like it, like I think E3 was in full swing or maybe that was the Nintendo 64 when it became sort know. of what it is now. And we're getting off track. Sorry. I just like talking <laughs> about video games. Yeah. We haven't talked about the office at all yet. This episode we're 10 minutes in. It's true. Um, so yeah, Joey's sick from the smoothie. Uh, Nick Nick's putting everybody in charge, and Joey's completely oblivious. And then uh, so Nick leaves, and then then uh, Tony is all excited. He's got a date with Stephanie. So they're upstairs. Steph or Six and Blossom six are and having Blossom a sleepover are, in yeah. Blossom's room. And then Anthony, his date shows up, so he comes upstairs to ask Blossom to go ask Stephanie to wait while he changes his shoes. Yep. Instead of just saying, I'm going to change my shoes, he goes up. So that's a, a plot device. So Blossom can go downstairs and witness Stephanie stealing a Little Richard pepper shaker. Yes. To, she comes back upstairs and they do this weird little uh, duck walk around, around the room yeah. because their their toenails are being painted. I thought that was an interesting sight gag. Oh, that was totally, why. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it all seemed very intentional to get these funny little things to happen, much like sitcoms would do at the time. But the fact is, is you know, do we know? Does Tony already say that uh, his new girlfriend has a stealing problem, or is that no, he that's how know. we find out that she's got uh, she's a kleptomaniac? What a strange... That's how we find out. He he is like, oh, yeah, I met her in AA. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, like, you should be worried about that or whatever. But he's like, no, she's fine. She's splendid. She's she fine. She's just... A number of times. You know. And, yeah, I just... I thought it was hilarious that they did the, the walk around the room site gig. It reminds me of Full House. It reminds me of, like, how the, this show or really... Hill. Or, yeah. <laughs> it really blends that, like, pure sitcom with the later sitcoms that were trying to push the like push the envelope a bit like growing pains is another example of a show like blossom where they kind of deal with the issues but still come oh, yeah. to like wacky boy situations yeah. you know what i mean yeah lots of boy <laughs> yeah oh yeah i also took a note that uh six and blossom want to fuck johnny depp yep which they so johnny about, depp was a thing in 1990 yeah he was like the sexiest man alive um that the show that would have been out would have been oh, uh, 21 jump 21 street, drum, right. jump street um and they fantasize sort of well they don't show up but they're, they're talking about how what if what would you do if johnny Depp, depp crashed his motorcycle in front of our house right now and we'd have his love child yeah and it, i was just like what yeah 
That's uh, I guess that just they they did that to show that Blossom and Six are horny horny teenage horny girls. little teenage girls typical teenage girls dreaming about Johnny Depp. Also, uh, when Blossom says that uh, he's dating this girl who is a klepto, Six interjects with at could least he's not a man. Yeah, at least he could be dating all, a guy. Yeah. He's a thief. Which more homophobia? Great homophobia from the nineties. Nice job. Nice, yeah, nice one. Uh, I think we've had that same joke twice now. Yeah, pretty much. Like at least it wasn't a guy. Yeah. So okay. we'll see how many times uh, <laughs> six, and it's six both times. So we'll see how many times uh, six is homophobic. It's six watch twenty nineteen. Six, six watch twenty nineteen. Yeah. So then, uh, then so Tony leaves on his date, and Joey comes in, and he's all, "Hey, remember Dad's car?" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, his car. <laughs> yep. So uh, Joey lost the dad's car. He uh, left it parked at the mall. And uh, so Blossom has this brilliant idea to call the police to find out where the car is. Yeah. She calls up and she's like, oh, my name's Mrs. Beagleman. <laughs> I forget where I lost, where I left, where I parked my car. And they, she gives the license plate number. Which the first thing they would find out when they typed in the license plate number is that the car does not belong to Mrs. Beagleman. It couldn't. It's a, a poor plan. It'd be completely impossible. Yeah, they'd be like, "Who are you? What? Whose car is that?" Yeah, they, would, they would look it up on a computer because they did have computers for okay. that sort of thing at this time. They would be like, "That that license plate number you've given us is literally for a car that's registered to one Nick Russo." Yep. <laughs> yeah, they would. Uh, yeah. This whole whole episode falls apart based on like, uh, like rudimentary police work. Yes, um, I wrote down that um, like she's also worried that if she tells Tony about the girlfriend, I don't yeah. know if we've moved on too far from that, but oh, I just no, wanted no, to go fine. back and say that yeah, he, he he's she's worried that if she tells Tony about the girlfriend, he's going to start using immediately yeah. because he, his world is so fragile that he it's, everything's yeah. going to unravel. Blossom for him. does not trust her drug addict brother. So the fact that now Joey's coming and be like, "I lost the car." Like Blossom, from our point of view, is the like the main character in charge, but Joey also thinks he's in charge during this, as we find out. You know, oh, yeah. so it's weird to it's weird to think about it like that. Oh, yeah. So Joey comes in. He's all like, oh, I'm so upset. Like, Dad left me in charge. And Blossom was like, no, Dad left me in charge. He's like, well, this is your fault then. Yeah. I loved the immediate shedding of any guilt. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, kicked back and relaxed on the couch. It was, was like, well, you fix it. This is obviously your fault. I'm just going to wait for you to come up with a plan. It was off camera, but you know that he had, a, like, a meltdown moment. We're like, oh, I'm going to be in charge of my drug addict brother and my, like, you know, my... Oh, yeah, for sure. My sister... My he cried in sister. front of his date when he lost the car. Yeah, that's, you know. That's the thing he said. And we um, also get the first whoa in here. Whoa, we do get the first whoa. He's like, whoa. I didn't write the whole quote down, but he said like, whoa, I'm in so much trouble or something yeah. like that. He goes, whoa. He doesn't go, whoa. It wasn't goes, a full on whoa. He goes, but it was whoa. A, it was a precursor that I feel probably let the writers know the power of uh, Joey Lawrence. There was probably a reaction whoa. from the audience that wasn't recorded, not the canned laughter that normally is in a sitcom. There's mm-hmm. probably live. They were like, <gasps> what? What was that word he said? <laughs> oh goodness me! <laughs> I thought this was a family show. <laughs> also, I didn't. I didn't get this on this watch through, but I do remember her talking about when they're ha- when they're talking about like um their the way their parents are. Six says that she was locked in a porta potty at a Rolling Stones concert. I missed that this watch through too. I don't know. I made a note about that, but I thought that was interesting, and I think that goes into how uh, like these the, both sets of parents in, for both of these families are sort of 
not negligent, but like we know that Six's parents yeah. are together, but they're rock like they rock out and get drunk. And Nick is a single dad who at that time was like a new thing. But also he's out, he's leaving the country to go play gigs. Well, yeah. you know, you know, the, the whole neighborhood talks about the mom leaving, leaving for Europe. Yeah. You know, Europe, Europe is the, the gardener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? She's, she was sleeping around. Yeah, his name's Europe Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Europe. Uh, I was trying to come up with some pun. You're a player. I don't know. You're fired. You're a penis. You're a penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they find out the car is, is uh, impounded. So they're like, ah, oh, we got to find someone with ID to go get the car out. And then we go to the thir- we go to the final act. <laughs> we go into the, the fantasy sequence. <laughs> well, you don't spoil it. It's fine. They've watched the episode. It's haven't true. You? Haven't you guys watched the episode? Uh, I feel like oh, we're so t- hat watch the first hat watch. Oh yeah, the first hat watch is the, the beret, the right? It's got a navy blue, blue beret with a big red bow on the side. Yeah, it's like I thought it was black. Was it navy? I think it was navy. It might have been black. It was very dark. Well, I couldn't tell. But she goes to Stephanie's place, I guess, to confront her. Or to tell Tony, like, to fess up. And uh, Stephanie answers the door in a wedding dress. Before we get to this, we wanted to look up who Stephanie was. Oh, yeah, familiar. yeah. You told me it was going to be a big she, surprise she for, for her, the listeners and for me. Because yeah. I don't know. Her she IMDb looks, page has no photo on it, so but, she's not. Okay, here's what, in my head, I know it's not her, but she looks like um, the girl from Back to the Future, the fir- uh, the first one. Oh, yeah, fucking um, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Def- yeah, she looks, looks like right the sister on Growing Pains. Tracy Gold. Tracy Gold. Yep, looks like uh, And I think I was mostly thinking about Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, uh, neither of those people. Her name is Niall Lanning, and she was in Square One Television slash MathNet. Do you know what's funny? No. I watched that as a Fuck kid. Fuck yeah, you did. So did I. Yeah. Three two one contact and um She was not in three two one contact. No, but those two shows they would have specials on PBS and they'd be on at like nine o'clock and I'd be like, Can I stay up and watch MathNet and yeah. Sunday and fucking Man. Uh, yeah. I don't the know dude that. from three two one contact is on the wire, the bl- the black dude from three two one contact. And I always think about like, man, this guy has a cra- one of those crazy character parts over history he went from a kid show in the early 90s to being yeah. i'm watching the wire right now that's why i'm bringing it up <laughs> mm. that's this is this will be a one-sided conversation because i have not seen the wire. well i'm the conversation is over so oh. i just wanted to say that uh it's it's interesting that you brought up MathNet. yeah so for anyone who doesn't know what MathNet is it was it's spun off of or not spin off of but it was a part of a show called square one television yep. uh but it was the most popular part of it and MathNet well it was an educational show for kids and MathNet was a math take on dragnet yeah there were cops that had to use math to solve math crimes and this show is like if saturday night live was educational was what the whole concept of three to one con and what what's uh, square one television. square one yeah square one three to one contact those two shows like, were like were feel, like sketch comedy that was educational. Well, I feel like square one television was less like uh, Saturday Night Live and more like SCTV. Like it was supposed to be like a television network because exactly, there was different yeah. shows that happened within the show. That's actually that's yeah that's a good point. I feel like that's exactly what I was, but still a take on sketch comedy yeah. or television. Uh, comedy so that so that's stephanie that's niall something whatever i just said i can paste that sound bite and so I, it seems like i know what i'm talking about <laughs> um right so she answers the the door in a wedding dress and then she's like what and then uh joey's in a tux and they're gonna get married tony tony i said joe i keep doing that yeah 
I keep doing it too. All right. Tony is going to marry Stephanie. Blossom's like, this is crazy. This is going too fast. Oh my God. And then who comes out of the bedroom? Oh, it's little Richard. Oh, it's little Richard. And as you probably know, if you're listening to this, because if you're listening to this, chances are you're of the age that is appropriate to have watched this at the time it was airing. You know that little Richard showed up on every goddamn sitcom because it was the funniest fucking thing sitcom writers had. Especially when he goes, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and so, yeah, he did that a bunch. That was half his lines is going woo. Yeah. Uh, and he said, blop, bop-a-loop, bop a bam boom Yeah, and that was basically, if you if you say, blop, bop-a-loop, bop a bam boom that means you're married. So, Tony and Stephanie are now married. And since Blossom's trying to break it up, Tony just, like, starts spiraling. And he wants a drink. He wants scotch. He wants beer. He wants, he drugs. wants drugs. There's got to be drugs here. There's got to be drugs here somewhere. Drugs. Now, I know a lot about drugs. And I know that a lot of different drugs do different things and yep. are varying the degrees of, of intensity. Really. So we always kind of chuckled to each other. Like when he says drugs, like, is he like looking for an Advil or does he want black hair heroin? <laughs> you know, like that's, it, that's so weird that uh, I'm still not convinced that until later when he gets his, like his big job, like when he becomes who he becomes, I'm not convinced that he's not still on drugs now. I, I, probably, this, there's probably. I think there's like a, a subtext here that that they couldn't write into a, a teenager sitcom. Now, in all seriousness, uh, he keeps calling it just drugs because obviously it's yeah an NBC sitcom for kids, yeah. so they're not going to use drug names. Yeah, that's uh, a good. Point. But that makes it a fun game for us still to try to figure out what drugs. Exactly. I'm still thinking like his personality screams hallucinogenics and pot and used to be a, used to be an alcoholic. But when he carrier. starts jonesing for drugs, but like cocaine. Something different. Yeah, it's '92. Like cocaine some, was some very prevalent. Meth. Yeah, I don't know if I don't meth, know meth was, but meth like it, that kind of like yeah. a, like uh, hardcore uppers. Yeah, like crack is a new drug in '92, a yeah. newish drug. Yeah, um, freaks out, and then Blossom uh, wakes up, going, Whoa! "Well, that's because he keeps telling her to woo." But I did write down his awesome quote: "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little Richard is pissed because Elvis stole my hair, the Beatles stole my music, James Brown stole my woo, and Smokey Robinson. Stole my Swiss Army knife. I just thought that was a hilarious moment. And I made the observation that uh, he didn't say this, but Bobcat Goldthwaite, with his <laughs> screechy voice, stole his screechy voice from Riddle, Little Richard. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Bobcat Goldthwaite just talk. He no, he's just like, hello, guys. Yeah. I forgot how to do that accent, in fact, because I haven't done it in 25 years. Yeah, I don't think he forgets. He just probably refuses. No, I saw, I listened to an interview with him where they were like, do oh, the yeah? voice. And he was like, I, I don't know how to do it. I That's don't funny. remember how to do it because I haven't done it in so long. Still funny, though. Yes. Still a great writer. Yeah, he's not in much stuff anymore, but he's still like he's a director now. Movies. Yeah, he writes and directs his own weird little indie flicks, which is yeah, cool. I gotta watch. He's, some a, of them. he's a pretty funny comic too. Um, enough about Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, she wakes up and she's wooing, and Six is like, "What the fuck, dude? Why are you screaming in your sleep?" And anyway, that she doesn't explain it. They just cut to the next scene. Yeah, we got a little uh, musical jingle. <laughs> And then the next scene, oh, she goes downstairs, and then Stephanie is in the kitchen. Yep. And they con- she confronts she confronts her, yeah. Stephanie. And she's get- basically like, you know, I saw you steal. What's up with that? And then Stephanie's like, I'm stealing to pay for my therapist who helps me with my AA. Right, well, and- back up. She used to steal to pay for her drugs. Oh, okay. But now she doesn't do drugs, so she's stealing to pay for her therapy. Yeah, exactly. And her logic's pretty sound, because, like, Blossom's all like, oh, stop stealing. She's like... I don't know. If I stop stealing, I can't pay for therapy. I think I kind of need therapy. And Blossom's like, yeah, I think you're you do. fucking crazy. So, so, uh, it's kind of a catch 22. Yeah. 
she stops stealing, then uh, she can't take therapy. I don't know, get a job. Go to get it's some sort point. of AA-related job. It's a good point, but we program. find out she's still on drugs. Yeah. Right. Well, Anthony finds that out, I think. He says that, okay, so they kind of have that conversation. And then the next scene is literally like Blossom Lake in her living room, and Anthony confronts her about talking to Stephanie. Oh, right, because Stephanie told him that they... Yeah, yeah, so it's revealed that they've broken up, and... And he he reveals that Stephanie was still using, which was pretty apparent. Her she her the she way that they played her on the show, yeah, she her, she, she was, was very, pretty all um, over the place, very loose and uh, free. Yeah, just very very drugs, very on drugs. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so he does that thing where he whacks his head, and he's like on the on the uh, coffee table yeah. for like a sight gag about him being fragile. But they make the joke that he forgot what he was talking about, and he's so wacky, but then he ends up being like, you know, like, I'm stronger. I've been through a lot more than, you know, dealing with some crazy girlfriend. Yeah. You can talk to me, Blossom. You can talk to me. Then, Joey comes in, and he's upset. (laughs) Every time Joey comes in to this fucking show, he's like, oh, what have I done? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) The show should be called Joey. Uh, Oh, man. Like, especially later. But he comes in and uh, Blossom's like, it's okay, you can tell uh, You can tell Tony. And he's all like, uh, the car's impounded, I need someone, a, a guy with ID to like come get it out. And Tony's ecstatic. Cause he's, he's like, like finally, yeah, you're you not trust me. me. like a kid. And then so he's, he's like, like, of course I'll do it. Where, where are we going to go to pick it up? And she's like, the police station. And Tony's like, like fuck no. Nope. <laughs> now, even 180, like, fuck yourself and dad's car. I was just like, we were talking about this and like, what, like, why is he like that about it? Like, he's my clean. note is that I'm this, uh, my note is that Tony is a bad friend. I should have written down Tony's a bad brother. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he's a bad person. So he was trying to... He just didn't feel like going to a police station because he used to hate police stations. But that... I don't know, because he's pretty wholesome. Like, why was he so adamant about being well, like, I love he the says, fact that you finally entrusted me to do something for you. You're, I'm not being treated as a child. And then as soon as they're like, police station, he's like, nope. And <laughs> well, no yeah. explanation. I was an no, addict. He, like that's, yeah, his explanation is that, like, I was an addict and I hated police stations. That's the last place I wanted to go. But it's been four years. Yeah. You'd think it'd be fine. But, uh, yeah, so maybe he's still on drugs. How the fuck might... Yeah, does he have drugs on his person? How long... How much jail time did Tony do? I could see a few, like... Did he did, do jail time? They never... They haven't mentioned it. Yeah. I don't think they ever do. But, it, I mean, if he's done a couple of years as a teenager, I could see him being, like, fuck going there. But, if he, you know... All I can think is he was thrown in the drunk tank and picked up for drugs a couple of times. Maybe he had to do some court dates and stuff, right? Probably. I feel like maybe he was he was picked up and that was the catalyst that like got him to quit. Yeah. Maybe like that was the end of his drug binge is he was arrested for Maybe going back there would bring up too much old Yeah. Old old uh stuff that he has suppressed. But there's uh some script filler in there to fill up thirty seconds and then he ends up agreeing to go get the car. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so then, uh, the dad comes home, blasts them with some tiny sombreros, hot watch 2019, oh, yeah, hot watch 2019. hands each one of them a tiny sombrero, 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 sombrero. <laughs> there's probably one for six that he, he didn't unpack cause she wasn't in the scene, but I bet she got a sombrero too. It's true. Now we go into some, quite possibly some of the best sitcom writing. I this think. is great. I love all of this. This is a, a good gag. Although my favorite part in Blossom up to this point is little Richard telling Blossom to shut up. Shut up. up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> She's not being like aggressive or anything. Little Richard is just like, shut up. I think this is a really well-written moment because it's like, 
so Tony, what? Or, Joe. Sorry, Joey. What did you get up to? He's like, I lost a car. What am I granted for a year? And he's like, Haha, good one. Tony, what did you do? My wife or my girl, new girlfriend's a kleptomania. She was thieving. She has to. We broke up. She's got to go back to AA. And Nick's like, Good one, Blossom. What do you got for me? And Blossom's like, I don't know, nothing really. Like I had to deal with these schmucks, but also. uh I had sex over for a sleepover and whatever. And then Nick's like, you on a school night, you fucking bitch. (laughs) How dare you? Yeah. Defile my home. I mean, weekends are one thing. (laughs) Weekends are one thing. Monday night, you better not have painted your toes, Missy. And that's basically it. And then the the punchline of the whole episode is is Tony being like, "I thought I was in charge, but I forget how." Right, because because we saw Nick tell Joey and Blossom that they were in charge. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I mean, obviously he told like if you understand sitcom writing, you understand that he also told Tony off camera. Yeah, but that was the punchline of the whole show. Yeah, was oh yeah, I was in charge. Ha <laughs> ha. And that's the episode. That's the episode. So we got some seconds. So you got well watch, which we already touched on. Yeah, or did we? Did we mention that? Yeah, we talked about Woe. Who's yeah. the subdued Woe? The first Woe of all times. Woe. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll How- probably have more Woes coming uh, fast and hard from, from this point. And once season two gets here, it's going to be 30 Woes in episodes. We'll have to keep track of how many Woes in each episode so we can find the episode with the most Woe, like the high score as we go yeah, along. absolutely. We'll and, hire uh, somebody for that because we'll be so famous. Um, we did a hat watch. Hat watch. We have her black or navy blue beret. One of us is colorblind yeah. uh, with a red trim and a red bow. And the veil, I want to, as a oh, mention, yeah. because I want to know, I want to have a veil watch. See how because many wedding, wedding veils show up. Because the reason I say that is because sitcoms love using weddings as like a season finale sort of trope. That's true. So, you know what? This is a the rare mid-season veil. Yeah, I mean, we got how many characters who have potential weddings? I don't remember anybody having weddings except for, like, Nick, I think. Well, yeah, do yeah. we spoil? Like, I, I don't, don't know. I don't even, I don't remember specifically, but, like, if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Nick and or Tony. Yeah. Both of those will be later on anyway. Yeah. Especially Tony. Yeah. Because he's got a whole story. Tony. Yeah. Um, he's got, like, two big stories. Anyway. Um, then, uh, yeah, we did Woe Watch, Hat Watch. Uh, Mafia Watch. Uh, capiche? Was, he said capiche, capiche at the top of the episode, but that was really There's no threats of violence. Can we that. talk about this again? I know we talked about this, I think, the last episode, but honestly, this is like a New York family that's been pulled out of New York and just put into Los Angeles. And I'm wondering if there was some writing phase in the in the early on that was like, what if they're just from Queens or if they're from Brooklyn? And they were like, nah, like we're filming it in L.A. It might be just easier to just like... Have them from, like, L.A. I bet, like, New York accents tested positive. There was, like, who's the boss? Yeah. That was a a heavy Brooklyn accent. That's true. Uh, But they lived in Connecticut, right? So, that's... But he was from Brooklyn. But he's from Brooklyn. He's from the other side of the But they never... Like, it's not like, well, I'm a New Yorker who's from New York who moved my family from New York. That could have been a perfect thing to be, like, why the mom was like, fuck fuck this shit. Why would I go live in L.A.? Like... That would have been a great Some Californication shit. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a great plot point. They could have called the show Californication, <laughs> and then David Duchovny. David Duchovny would, would roll in and just have sex with everyone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Red Hot Chili, Pe- Chili Peppers would sue them all. Yep, retroactively. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that all the watches? I think so. 
Oh, oh. There was, no, here's the watch watch where Stephanie stole <laughs> Blossom's watch as a, as a gag during this episode. That's true. Watch it's watch. It's like, that watch looks exactly like my watch. And Blossom's like, or Stephanie's like, yeah, I stole his watch from you. She's like, ha, ha, ha. She's like, no, I really, I yeah. this is your watch. So uh, did you learn anything in this episode? Uh, I learned don't fuck with the Italian mafia. Nah, not really. No, not really. I learned, like, don't, like, if I'm ever a dad and I have three kids, don't put all of them in charge, but tell them separately. I would sit them, all the three of them down and be like, you're all in charge of each other. Yeah. No, you put the oldest one in charge. That's, um, as a parent, they're not a drug addict. I see where Nick was coming from in putting them all in charge, but I don't see where he was coming from in putting them all in charge secretly against one another. Yeah. What did, what did you think was going to happen? The only reason to do that is for sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the old trope of the, you invite two girls to dinner to the same so restaurant. Who learned, so Nick is the one who learned a lesson. Yes. Or should have been, because he doesn't believe Tony and Joey. Well, he should have been Tony to taught a Blossom a lesson about trust. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Joey learned a lesson about don't, don't drive lying and being underage and driving and crying in front of your girlfriend. <laughs> Not girlfriend. Well, some the girl you're going with. He wants some, to, some flus. He wants to get with. And finger bang. Blossom learned to trust her brother. Mm-hmm. And Tony learned nothing. No. And Nick. No, Tony was the, the pillar. He was the rock in this episode. Nick didn't really learn anything, though, because he comes home and thinks everybody's lying except for Blossom. Yeah. So Nick should have learned a lesson is what I'm saying. I think nobody learned anything. No, Blossom did. A Blossom is the I thought Blossom's going to learn the most things because it yeah. shows about her growing yeah, into a woman. True. In my yeah. opinionation, the sun is going to surely shine. Mm-hmm. That's the episode in every lesson. The lesson in every episode. <laughs> uh... In my opinion, Nation, this was a pretty funny episode. I like this episode. Little Richard really made it for me. Little Richard, we had that end gag. We had the, uh, the shake was kind of funny at the beginning. I mean, it's an overdone gag at this point, but blending a, a, a raw egg and a pie into a milkshake. And I see all the elements there. It's like, you know, hippie, hippie dippy, uh, health stuff was a new fad at the time. So I get the, like, a banana and, like, milk, right? And orange juice or whatever. And then it's, like, the egg I get from, like, Rocky and, like, boxing. Yeah. And then the whole piece of pie <laughs> is the most confusing part of that because, like, I get that, like, like pumpkin pie I could see or, or like, apple pie you know could be, like, a breakfast. You know, it would have. Accoutrement. Not for breakfast necessarily, but, like, some New York-style cheesecake would have gone well. That would have given it, like, well... No, that would have made it no, taste like cream literally cheese. cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, you mean delicious wise? Delicious wise. I mean from our Not point, wise. our point of view, our watching him do this terrible thing to himself. <laughs> the egg made him sick. The egg shells shredded his intestines. <laughs> yeah, he got sick immediately. <laughs> yeah, but still, even though he was legitimately sick, still decided he'd go to school because the cable was out and the Nintendo was broken. Yeah, cable was dog shit back then. So he thought being sick at school channels. would be better than being sick at home. Yeah. Uh, in my opinionation, I also think this this episode was really well put yeah, together. Compared to the le- like, so this far. show does not start well. Those the first few episodes of, of Blossom are rough. I feel like it's starting to hit its stride yeah. now, and I'm actually excited to, to yeah, see what this the next one was. Comedy is. heavy instead of lesson heavy. Like it wasn't yeah, a very special episode. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a lesson, but it was mostly jokes, especially Little Richard. Yeah, is the highlight. I think. Yep. All right. Uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on on Facebook at uh, Blossom Buddies and on Twitter at Blossom Podcasts. Instagram at Blossom Buddies Podcast. Write to us at info at blossombuddies.net or uh, shoot us a message on Facebook. Yep. 
My name's Jason Phillips. I'm Craig Webster. And this has been Blossom, Blossom Buddies. Buddies.